Welcome to this final episode of a three-part series on skills-based volunteering. First episode in this series, we heard from Claire Healy, who works for Partners in Food Solutions, a nonprofit that pairs marketing and other skilled individuals with companies in Africa. In the second part of this series, we heard from Kennedy Cole, who is a marketing director at General Mills about the project he worked on in Malawi as a volunteer. And in this episode, we'll hear from a brand manager on haagen about a project she worked on in Uganda. I hope that this episode and this whole series allows you to focus on the critical elements of growing a brand, can help inspire you to volunteer your skills in the future, and think a bit more holistically about how marketing and branding can improve businesses everywhere. This is Digging for Insights, the marketing research podcast for insights professionals and businesses looking to deeply understand their customers so they can grow. I'm Stephen Griffiths, a Fortune 500 corporate researcher. Join me as we talk with experts about inspiring case studies, career advice, and research methods that will lead to growth. My guest today is Courtney Grant, the brand manager of haagen Courtney, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Courtney, I wanted to start off by hearing a little bit about your current job, as well as how you got involved in volunteering. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the brand manager on haagen here in the UK. And yeah, I guess, you know, my job is, in a nutshell, I kind of work with a cross-functional team to grow penetration and, and share for our business, but also while kind of championing equity for our brand in the UK as, as we kind of continue to build it. For me, my specific kind of focus areas are really um, on kind of growing in new channels. So, you know, how do we do this with the right range, the right message, and also, you know, the right place um, with distribution and, and media channels. So, yeah, so PFS, I, I kind of came to I came to learn about um, PFS through um, we have a really great um, kind of I call it a program at General Mills where you're quite responsible for um, driving your own kind of development. So you, you have these opportunities, you know, once or twice a year to kind of jot down things you you know you want to achieve in your career or things you want to work on. And as part of that, I'd popped down, you know, was really keen on doing some volunteering work, and um, it's a real kind of personal passion point of mine. And kind of at the same time that I did that, I saw this internal blog post um, that was covering um, our um, our chief sustainability and social impact officer. She'd recently been through a trip through Africa with PFS, and I had no idea who PFS were, and um, just kind of looked into it. And then yeah, the stars aligned, and then there was a roll call um, that went out. They kind of needed marketers to help on a number of PFS related projects, and um, and my hand shot up, and and that's how I kind of learned about it. Wow, that is exciting. I know, you know, also as an employee of General Mills, I've been impressed with the focus on longer term career and that idea that you want to support the business and also think about what excites you about your job. And so that's mm-hmm. awesome to hear that you know, you've had that chance to participate in PFS. Could you talk about the specific project you've been working on? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm working for a business called Golden Bees, which is a basically a honey manufacturer based in Uganda. And um, they are a small um, a small business. Um, they've, you know, they've recently kind of shifted from NGO into a more business approach to be a bit more sustainable. And their business model is really interesting, actually. They, um, their product's quite unique in that they go out into the community in Uganda and approach farmers and give them um, all of the tools and equipment they need um, to be beekeepers as well as, well as their farming. Um, and, you know, then they train them and then all of the honey that's produced from that 
that community or ecosystem of farmers, um, they then take and package up and, um, and sell to their customers. Um, so wow. yeah, that's, it's, um, it's a very unique business. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. I, I'm curious as you've worked with them, um, do you feel like they knew exactly what business problems they wanted you to work on? I know sometimes when you're working with a business, there's a little bit of scoping that's involved in even figuring out what exactly you can do to best help. Yeah, it was interesting. So when I joined, they had, um, some technical, um, projects live, um, which they were already getting help on and some other certification bits and pieces. And they were really clear on their, you know, their desire to grow both within their local market and then within other African markets and abroad. But then they were also very specific that they, they knew that they needed help on, on, on some kind of shelf standout stuff as well. So it was interesting. They had like broad goals, but then they, they also were specific on, you know, oh, we need help in some particular areas as well. So it was a bit of a mix, I would say. Makes sense. I'm curious, going into the project, did you expect that you, you would have a lot to contribute? I know sometimes in our jobs, we just take for granted what we do. I don't know if there's any skills specifically that you have in your day job that you found especially helpful in the project. Yeah, so um, I guess kind of going into such a such a foreign project and, and you know having always worked, you know I've been at General Mills for five years and I've kind of always worked with big businesses um, and in, in big brands and so you know that while that works um, for a reason, you know it's um, you know the way that we do marketing at General Mills, you know it, you know it's it's tried and true and um, and it and it very much works for a reason, but you know putting that to putting that, that knowledge that I have from my current role into a small, very unique, totally different market was was intimidating, right? I had no idea if, you know, also the stakes felt extra high because, you know, I was, I was talking to the, the founders of those businesses and they were super of, of, of the Golden Bees business and, and they were so passionate. And so you really, you feel a lot of dedication to, to really get it right for them. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure there to think, oh God, you know, it's all the stuff that I've learned. I'm really going to, when rubber hits the road, is it going to work for us? such a different type of business? I can only imagine. Yeah. The very, very different. Could you talk to me a bit about um, the specific type of work you did for them? You mentioned there was some packaging that you were working on. Uh, was that the main project? Yeah, sure. So um, they had, you know, a couple of um, problems that they wanted to solve and, and the work that I've been doing kind of folds in into both. So, you know, one thing that they were kind of clear on is that they felt as though their brand identity wasn't unique considering all of the new entrants in the market that had come in since their launch, you know, 10, you know, 10, 12 years ago. If really, they were really clear that they didn't feel recognizable and, you know, over time they felt their brand had kind of diminished and, um, and they weren't market leaders. Um, so they had this this real desire to stand out on shelf and in comparison to their competition, which naturally, you know, leads itself to, to packaging, you know, packaging optimization. And then secondly, with, with their growth ambitions, both within the local market and internationally, um, they wanted to kind of know, you know, how do we best approach that? So um, together with um, my marketing director, who's also volunteering on, on this particular project, um, we kind of came up with not only a, um, a kind of a marketing, you know, a brand Bible for them, um, but also we really wanted to kind of give them a, a strategy for for growing. So it's kind of this one big document that um, is kind of a one-stop shop for them to go to every time they, you know, they look at their strategy or, or look for the next step. In terms of 
the specific kind of work on packaging that we did, we really looked at, you know, what what are their brand assets and, and what were their distinct memory cues, um, you know, and the key claims that they wanted to make on pack. And we really just took a simple approach of, you know, simplicity on pack, um, you know, making sure that the hierarchy of claims were right and, and really lent into some resources that we have internally to kind of work out, okay, how do we take their existing packaging, simplify it, make it recognizable versus what was out there in the market. Um, and, you know, this is still this is still a work in process, progress. We're still working on it. And kind of same with the, with the marketing um, plan too. You've mentioned earlier about packaging design and helping them figure out what their brand identity should be and what that should look like on shelf. Could you also talk about how the brand grew over time? What kind of strategy do you put together to help them grow? Yeah, sure. So we kind of started with, you know, really back to the basics. We did a really um, basic portfolio analysis. We looked at all of, we looked at their four P's. We did some SWOT analysis as well and really kind of worked out, okay, what parts of their portfolio, you know, where in their, what, what roles did each part of their portfolio have? And then how would that translate to, you know, growing locally and growing internationally? And what we were kind of able to do was help them identify, you know, okay, which, which product or which brand um, or which kind of platform was right for their local market. And then what would be right when entering new markets? I think something that, you know, as is relevant to my current role and what is becoming clear to me for, for Golden Bees as well is that, you know, when you're growing in either new um, in, in new places um, and new channels and, and and this applies to new markets is that you really have to build with your core. You have to build with, with um, you know, with where you have a competitive advantage and, and what you're good at. Um, and so we're just kind of applying that thinking to, to their growth strategy and really just and stepping that out for them um, has been really helpful. What a neat opportunity that is. I remember, you know, going to marketing classes and during the MBA or during undergraduate and, and you do that holistic thinking. But often when you're in a job, you're, you know, most of the brand and the strategy has is, is already been set and maybe you're working on, on pieces of that rather that's than right. all together. It seems like a great opportunity to see it all at once. Yeah, that's right. You know, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast might be thinking, oh, this volunteer stuff sounds intriguing. What advice would you give to those who are thinking about volunteering, uh, skills-based volunteering like this in the future? I would just say do it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, there's just so much opportunity. I mean, you know, whether you're a marketer or, you know, you're in sales or finance or whatever department it is, you know, we're really fortunate to have the opportunity to work you know, in big, in big companies and, and have the training um, that we have, I think we, you know, you really take advantage, you really um, take for granted the training that you have in, in your career. And there are so many places, there are so many people and so many businesses all over the world that can really benefit from what is just kind of basic bread and butter stuff that we're just useful and we apply without even thinking in our, in our roles. You know, there's a lot of upside from volunteering and, and, you know, to be able to, help another business and really see changes um, and see the impact you're having is just, it, it's, yeah, go out of there and do it. <laughs> There's not a lot of insights and marketers that think about doing this kind of volunteer activity and hopefully hearing, you know, 15, 20 minutes of this is what it could look like can help inspire people even during, you know, COVID if you're bored at home or whatnot, this is a great way to, you know, keep your spirits up. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm curious, how many hours a week have you been doing for this project? This um, I would say it ebbs and flows, but like I would average like maybe an hour a week. Wow. That's very doable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, my guest today has been Courtney Grant, who is a brand manager on the haagen business in the UK, and she's just shared her experiences with doing skills-based volunteering in Uganda. Thanks so much for your time, Courtney. Thanks, David. And that concludes my interview with Courtney Grant. I enjoyed listening to Courtney's perspective on how we can better use our time and give back a little bit, even an hour or two a week, and really make a big difference for someone else. I thought Courtney brought up a really interesting point when she talked about how she was going to optimize the packaging for that company in Uganda, how interesting it is to recognize which cues on package mean something to consumers, and how you can adjust your packaging to better communicate what you do mean. For me, this whole conversation reminds me of a really good book called Building Distinctive Brand Assets by Jenny Romaniuk. Jenny comes from the Ehrenberg Bass Institute uh, from Australia, and they specifically focus on creating really actionable best practices for companies to follow. And essentially, the whole point of the book is helping companies think about what are the cues or the brand assets that different brands have that make it more memorable for people. And when you develop a brand asset, then this makes advertising work better, makes um, promotions work better. It just helps everything with uh, marketing your brand. So for instance, the Golden Arches um, stands for McDonald's. The Apple logo, you know, Apple with a bite taken out of it stands for Apple. And uh, there's a lot of these other uh, logos, cues, colors, even musical jingles that can serve as um, assets for your company and for your brand. And so as you think about whatever business you're working on, I would encourage you to think about what are the cues, the colors, the shapes, the elements that people remember when they visit your website or interact with your product or look at your package. And then think about what is it that you want to communicate to others? Does your packaging, does your website clearly communicate what you do as a business? Does it help highlight your brand versus other competitors who do similar types of business? And does it show maybe a differential benefit or um, skill or service that you are providing consumers that maybe sets you apart from the rest? As always, if you have interest to learn more, feel free to go to the show notes page at diggingforinsights.com slash 16, since this is the 16th episode. There you'll be able to get a link to the book that I just mentioned, as well as other details about this show. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, I'd encourage you to please, if you enjoyed what you listened to today, and if you've heard other episodes, please go onto Apple Podcasts and leave a review. This makes it so much easier for others to find this podcast in the future. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best as you dig for insights that will grow your career and your business.